In this episode, I'm going to talk about how to squeeze more out of social media and use it instead of it using you. And I created this episode because I've heard a lot of people saying that social media doesn't work. And I used to be one of those people. But I think there's a way to carefully construct your network and how you engage with social media and the things that you post to drive more professional success. This is Invincible Career. I'm Larry Cornett. I'm sure you've already heard this, but when it comes to social media, we are the product. The services are technically free, but we all end up paying a price. The big platforms like Twitter and Facebook, they make a killing off of the time you spend there thanks to their highly personalized ads. They know everyone you are connected to, who you engage with, what you click, what you share, etc., etc. It goes on and on. Businesses leverage that massive amount of data so that they can show you ads they hope you will click. Social media platforms also love drama, titillation, and arguments. Lots of arguments online. That all draws attention. And the people who pay attention and engage end up feeding their hungry data machine. All of this improves the ad quality. Those highly targeted ads get more clicks, and that generates even more money. So it becomes a virtuous cycle for them. When you use social media the way that they want you to, they get rich fabulously wealthy. But what are you getting out of it? At best, you receive some personal benefits like seeing recent photos from distant family members, reconnecting with old friends, you know, from high school, and finding some new ones. At worst, you fall into the trap of wasting time, endlessly arguing with strangers, and trying to change minds that will never be changed. Has anyone's mind or position on a topic been changed online? Highly unlikely. The social media giants are extracting billions and billions and billions from all of us, from the individuals and from the corporations. Don't let them use you and get nothing of value in return. Now it's your turn to squeeze some juice out of them. You can use social media to build your professional brand, grow a more powerful network, and advance your professional career. But you must use it the right way. Don't fall into the trap that I did for so many years. (laughs) So many years. Uh... I mean, when it all first started, I felt obligated to accept friend requests. I would get friend requests from a boss, a current boss. And what are you going to (laughs) do? Okay, boss, we're friends now. I felt like I had to follow people back. Everybody's like, follow me back, follow me back. So my feed became polluted with content I didn't really enjoy. I became so fed up with the content and the interaction and the trolls that I rarely engaged. 
so the platforms essentially punish me. They stopped showing the occasional stuff that I would post to my friends in the feed. Nobody would see anything. So to fix that, I started using scheduling tools to automatically broadcast on social media more often. You know, you're supposed to post every few hours on Twitter, you know, a couple times a day on Facebook, once a day on LinkedIn, blah, 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 blah. But all of that automation made people tune out. So my content still got ignored. I finally returned to the roots of what social media was meant to be, and things improved. I became more human and authentic, and people responded. I took control of how I use social media, and now I'm enjoying the value of these platforms more than ever before. I want to talk a little bit about some of the common mistakes that people make. If you use your real name and identity for your social media accounts, and some services require that, it has to be a real ID. Everything you do is tied to your reputation, and it influences how people view you. Now, if you have alternative or throwaway accounts, so you can have untethered fun on social media, then you don't have to worry about this as much. But I would guess you have a few accounts where it is your real identity, like LinkedIn. Over the years, I've watched people using social media in ways that are potentially damaging to their careers. The choices they make are certainly impacting their reputations and their professional brands. And in some cases, they don't care or need to be concerned. These individuals have made their money for life. They can let loose with no worries about the repercussions. They don't need a job anymore. They don't care. Chad Hurley's one example. I follow him on Twitter. I've been surprised by the things he tweets, or I should say the way he tweets it. But then I remembered he doesn't give a damn. I mean, he sold YouTube to Google for $1.65 billion in 2006. His current net worth is around $450 million. So he doesn't care what you think. He doesn't care what anyone thinks. And I shared a couple of his tweets in my newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com and look for how to squeeze more out of social media, issue 281, those tweets are embedded. Um, One, he said, oh, you know, OMG, I'm having, I'm so busy having a life. I almost forgot to tweet today. Good night, losers. (laughs) You know. Uh, and another one, he said, it's a beautiful, sunny Sunday, perfect time to relax with the family or just keep complaining about crap on Twitter. Um, however, if you still need to work to make a living, you might want to think twice about the social media presence you create. So here are some examples from some people I can think of, some people I follow online. One constantly posting a seemingly endless stream of various alcoholic beverages every day. That's fun. Okay. But a potential employer who's checking that out would probably check the box, hmm, alcoholic. Another one is constantly raging against the machine. 
hurling insults at various politicians and screaming curses at any individual who dares to think differently. I mean, it's constant. Who would want to work with such a ball of flaming rage? Another person is constantly striking people down, left and right, with biting sarcasm, veiled threats of being canceled, and intellectual humiliation. I mean, sure, this person is really smart. It comes across. But most people try to avoid ending up in their crosshairs, and they certainly wouldn't want to work with them as a coworker. I try to avoid them. They lash out at everyone. Another mistake that some people make is only liking, retweeting, and sharing links to other people's articles and posts. Nothing original. No original posts, no original tweets, nothing. Just shares and retweets and likes. No one has any idea who this person really is. How smart they might be or might not be. If they have any talents. What do they do? (laughs) What's their point of view on anything? They don't even talk about that. So if you're looking at that, who would want to hire someone that demonstrates zero creativity and no original thinking? And then finally, you know, a few people do this. Engaging on social media with people, commenting, talking, literally every few minutes all day long. When does this person get any work done? They supposedly have a full-time job. They're employed. But I can take a look at their profile, their stream, and they're posting and commenting all day and all night. I mean, I like this person, but I'd be reluctant to hire them. I don't know when they're working or focusing. And I'm surprised their employer hasn't noticed and said, hey, you know, you're kind of supposed to be working during this time period, and I notice that you're, you're on social media and posting every five minutes. How are you getting work done? How are you focusing? Are you even paying attention to meetings? Probably not. Now, if some of this sounds like you, or if you've done some of this, don't kid yourself and say, hey, I'm being the real me. Shut up. This is who I am. I mean, I look at some of the toxic stuff that people tweet, And there is no way they would say that to that person's face. No way. Because when they're confronted, they back down. I mean, people wouldn't behave this way at parties. They get kicked out of the party. They'd never be invited back. They wouldn't trash their boss in a meeting in front of all the other employees, but they do stuff online. I mean, maybe some of these people do that, but... I'm sure there's consequences. They probably lose friends. People stop inviting them to parties. And I've seen that happen where it's like, don't invite that person. (laughs) They are so rude. And sometimes people get fired. There have been cases of people being fired for what they do on social media. So it's your choice. I mean, you can be the real, raw, authentic you and let loose, but then don't complain when things don't go your way later. I mean, social media is fire. It can be a powerful tool when you use it wisely, or it can burn your house down when you act like a fool. If you would rather take control of social media and bend it to your will, 
I want to talk about that. The first thing you should do if you want to use social media and get more out of it is weave a powerful network. You have to intentionally curate your network. Maybe you feel forced to accept that connection request from your uncle on Facebook. I know I did. (laughs) But other platforms are different and they're not even on those platforms. So you should tightly control who you let into your inner circle. You know, for some services, it used to be when they first started that a connection had to be a mutual decision. I mean, that's still true for a few services today. If you wanted to connect with me and see my stuff, I had to accept your request and make you a friend too. You can still use this model today if you take your account private, like Instagram's private account setting, or you make your content only visible to approved followers, like Twitter's protected tweet setting. But that doesn't work very well if you're trying to build a strong professional brand and attract a following. Now, most services let you follow people and see their public content without requiring a friend connection. For example, I follow some of my favorite authors on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and even Instagram. You can add smart and interesting people to your network very easily. They don't have to become your friend. They don't have to mutually accept that connection. You can just follow them. And you can start seeing their valuable content every day. If you want to improve the quality of your social feeds and the engagement with your post, be careful about who you friend and follow. I'm much more selective now than I was in past years. When I let too many people into my network, I would see way too much useless garbage in my feed. You know, the old copy and paste this post to prevent Facebook from using your photos without your permission, or copy and paste this and Bill Gates will send you a free computer. I mean, oh my God. So... I would also receive comments on my posts that were damaging to my professional brand and my mental health. I mean, trolls attacking me, people saying negative things, people not understanding that I'm trying to run a business and and saying stuff that really wasn't very professional, even polite. So now I'm quick to unfriend and block people who behave badly. I have no patience for it. I've got plenty of friends in my life. I don't need people like that. My accounts pretty much blend my personal and business life. It's too much work to try to run separate accounts. I'm not a big corporation. So, I mean, I am my business. And I'm okay with polite disagreements. I like arguing with people as long as we're being polite and respectful. But I don't need some jerk who's trying to destroy my confidence, always saying negative things to me, making negative comments or deliberately trying to hurt my business. So curate your network. Be careful who you let in. Next, craft a professional brand. And I'm not talking about a fake personal brand, and I'm not talking about being an influencer. I'm talking about essentially your reputation. Think about how you want to be perceived online. You can separate your 100% personal social profiles. Let's say you're on Reddit. That's just personal. You don't use it for anything professionally. No business, no nothing. Separate that from the profiles where it might be a hybrid model. Maybe you have a blend of personal and professional content like Twitter. And I do that on Twitter too. 
or you're 100% professional content. So maybe you use LinkedIn for nothing but professional content and engagement. Unless your accounts are privately locked down or you use a secret identity, you can rest assured that people will find you online. It's not that hard. Every recruiter and every employer that I know uses social media or specialized tools to check out potential job candidates. We used to many, many years ago, so I can guarantee you the tools are even better now. They use it to check up on their employees. They use it to evaluate potential collaboration partners or business partners. Whether you like it or not, your professional brand is impacted by what you say and do online. Now, you can let your brand develop organically. Whatever happens, happens. Or you can take control and shape it intentionally. If you want to do that in your bios, your profile, and all these social media accounts, be clear about who you are, what you do, what you care about, and how to learn more about you, like a link to your website, your LinkedIn profile, or whatever it is that's really important for you. And be consistent with these across all of these accounts where it is something that's building your professional brand or it's a hybrid account. You should also use a profile photo that is aligned with how you want to be perceived too. I mean, it might be fun to remember doing tequila shots on your last birthday, but do you really want that for your profile photo? (laughs) Does a potential employer want to see you doing tequila shots in your profile photo? Probably not. And of course, your professional brand extends way beyond your bio. It's built on the content you share every day. It's reinforced with every word you say, everything you tweet, every post you make, and every action you take, how you respond to other people. So intentionally use social media to build and reinforce your professional brand. Then showcase your talent. I mean, it seems like many people think the only way to demonstrate their talent, the only time to demonstrate their talent is when they're writing the resume and putting together a cover letter, creating a portfolio, what they put on LinkedIn, and maybe a presentation that you create for an interview. Everyone saves it all up and they dump everything in those places and go, ta-da, there's my talent, there's my knowledge, there's my wisdom, there's my experience. Now give me a job. However, it seems like the only time that's going to come into play is when you've already decided to pursue a specific job, an interview with some potential employers. So think about this. How many potential opportunities have been lost because you don't consistently share more about your talent on all of the services and all the places on social media where people can discover you? What you share on social media should be a mix. It should be a mix of content to keep things interesting and balanced. No one likes the person that's sharing nothing but business stuff all day, every day. Maybe on LinkedIn, but gets boring on Facebook and Twitter. Now, the precise proportions vary based on the platform, your profession, the intended audience. But... This is what I like to do with my account, my accounts, multiple accounts. 
And it's also what I like to see from other people that I follow. And I do follow a lot of people that are business owners and they're professionals and they do talk about their jobs and what they're doing. So I've structured these in priority order. So the first is posting original thoughts in your own words. It can be brief, you know, one to three sentences, but doing this demonstrates how you think. It shows what you believe in. It lets your real personality shine through. These are your words. And it takes a little while to kind of spin this up, or maybe you're already good at this. I, I wasn't in the beginning. I was like, well, what do I want to talk about? But now I share things just when a random relevant thought crosses my mind. So something about careers and leadership and business. I also share snippets of content from my original articles. So I write these long articles and I know sometimes they're probably a little too long. And to make it more consumable, I'll share short snippets of it all week long so that people can enjoy it in an easier to digest format. And I also keep a paper notebook and I have an Evernote list and I just write down ideas anytime it hits me. And then I go through later and I say, oh, that's a good one to share. So it's posting original thoughts. The second is natively sharing the original content you create. So this could be photos that you take, designs that you've done, illustrations, videos you produce, things you've written. And the key here is I'm, I'm saying sharing it natively, not a link to the content. So the thing that you may or may not know about social media and a lot of platforms is that they preferentially treat native content. So if I share a photo directly on Facebook or on, you know, obviously Instagram or Twitter, instead of a link to a photo, it's more likely to show up in the feed for other people. If I share a link that goes to a different service, they, they kind of punish it a little bit. So you're basically sharing the original content and this is your chance to shine. I mean, this is how you can showcase your talent, your expertise, what you do and be discovered. I follow many talented writers and poets, cartoonists, artists, photographers, you name it, because they share their original content every day. I mean, I can't wait to see what they've created, what they create every day. The next is to comment intelligently on other people's posts. And this is to show support, to add value to the conversation, and to connect with like-minded folks who are also reading those posts. And I think this has been the best driver for me to get more attention online and to gain more followers. It's especially true when the original poster has a relatively large audience and and a relevant audience. If it's people that don't care about what I do, then they're probably not going to follow me. Now, making kind of shallow comments like, me too, uh, you know, it doesn't really help. Liking it doesn't really help. That kind of stuff. Nobody's going to engage with somebody who's like, oh, I really like how you said me too. I really like that you said, I like pizza too. It has to be something that's kind of thoughtful. I mean, engaging is good for tuning the feed algorithm so that you'll see more from that person, but it's not probably going to help you get more followers or get people to engage with you. Then the next is sharing links to your original content. So this is different than the native sharing. So you can share links to your content. And this could be something that you wrote or created. 
I share links to my medium stories. I share links to my newsletter, uh, my podcast. I share links to podcast episodes, a video you produced, a book you've written. Maybe you have a big photo album somewhere that's like all of your trip to Greece, whatever. So you can share links to that. And then lower in the priority stack is sharing links to other people's content. This is what most people do. So this is news. It's an article someone's written, videos, blog posts, you name it. And that's what most people do is they share links to other people's content. And yeah, you should, but make sure that the content fits your professional brand that you're trying to create. I mean, you can occasionally share stuff that's a little off brand, something funny, but if you do that too often, people will unfollow you because you're no longer posting what originally convinced them to follow you. Last year, for example, I muted or unfollowed entirely some folks because they switched from sharing useful information, the stuff that they had been sharing for years, to ranting about politics nonstop. And it's like, I already know how you feel. I know how I feel. Hey, maybe we're even aligned on this, but do I need to hear you screaming about it all day long? It's not really helping me. It's kind of filling my feed with nothing but anger. So I had to mute them. And then finally, retweeting or quote tweeting and resharing from other people when they post something useful and insightful. So this is a little different. This is resharing content on the same platform. So retweeting a tweet. Again, make sure it's aligned with your professional brand. I mean, I like a lot of stuff that's funny and I enjoy it, but I don't necessarily retweet it because it doesn't fit the focus of my business. So then finally, I just want you to think about keeping your eye on the prize. You know, what is the number one thing that you want from social media professionally? What is it that you want? And don't just say, I want to get more followers. I mean, having followers is just a means to an end. It creates an audience for your message. Or you're connecting and finding friends, you know, people you can engage with. But acquiring more followers won't necessarily help you achieve your goals if you don't know what you want. So take a step back and think about what you want the most. How can all of these other people, these millions of people out in this big old world, help you achieve that? And so some examples of what your goal might be, and this is coming from the perspective of what I do, obviously, and the kind of people that I work with and engage with. So maybe the biggest thing that you want right now is a promotion. Maybe you want a new job. Maybe you're independent and you want to land a new consulting gig so you're trying to find clients. You could be an employer or recruiter, so you're looking for potential employees, people you want to hire. Or you're a founder. So your big goal is you're trying to land investors for your startup. If you're an author... The big thing you might be pushing right now is you want to generate more book sales or you run a business and you're trying to find more customers and get more people engaged. And a lot of startups do this. Maybe you want more speaking opportunities. So you're trying to show how you think and that you're intelligent and you have something useful to say on a topic and someone reaches out and says, Hey, would you, would you want to speak on a panel? I'm going to be hosting a panel on that very topic in a month. Or 
you're trying to like connect with people who could be potential partners that are going to collaborate with you on a big project. So think about what your big goal is. What do you want people to do if they like what you have to say? If someone enjoys what you're posting, if they really like the way you think, they like your point of view, they think you're smart, what do you want them to do next? Where can you guide them to take that next step that gets you closer to your goals? So keeping your eye on that big prize keeps you focused. I mean, it ensures that you stay focused on using social media for a purpose. It helps you post relevant content. You'll think about it. You'll say, wait a second, this isn't aligned with what my goals are. If I post this, it's actually going to run contrary, contrary to my goals. I've done that. There's been some stuff that's like, wait a second, wait a second. This actually is probably going to convince people to think very differently about something that I, I would rather they believe in this instead of that. It's going to help you attract the right people. It's going to help you direct people to the right destination. So if you know what your big goal is, then the links you're sharing, or especially your bio profile link, should go to where that goal is going to be more likely to be accomplished. Is it your personal website? Maybe it's your GitHub profile, your newsletter. I do that. Your portfolio of work. You know, you want to showcase more of your work. Your LinkedIn profile. Maybe it's your author page because you're trying to sell more books. But think about what is the big goal? What is the big purpose of you using social media? And then finally, I just want to wrap up by saying it really, it just comes down to behaving like a decent, intelligent human being online. Treat others as you wish to be treated. Engage in ways that reflect the way you want to be perceived. I think that was the original intent of the first social media sites. And the real world, you won't encounter all of the people you'd love to meet. You may never bump into someone you admire. However, you can follow them online. <laughs> That's great. You can make friends with great people from all over the world. I have. You can engage in intelligent conversations and learn something new. I think that was the vision for social media. Unfortunately, it became polluted by trolls and bad actors and advertising, right? It all became about the money. But you can take control and wrestle social media back to what it should be for you. Be more human, genuine, kind, and authentic, and people will respond to you. They'll respond positively to you. Intentionally structure your network and be smart about what you share, and the right people will want to connect with you. Social media can be as wonderful or as terrible as you decide to let it be. I mean, you control who you follow. You control what you see because you control who you follow. You also control who gets to follow you and who gets to engage with you. Your career will benefit when you use social media for your purposes. And your sense of well-being will improve when you take firm control of how you use social media every day. 
Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you would like to follow upcoming releases of the show, please subscribe. And as always, I appreciate your ratings and reviews. Thank you. If you would like to learn more about Invincible Career and the podcast, you can visit InvincibleCareer.com. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.